You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but we're letting it breathe just for a moment while we bring on the 95,000 strong Facebook page. And then we will fire up this stream. And it looks like we're good. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me is my fellow football priest, and he's the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, we were hoping that maybe tonight we could just kind of keep tonight's show relatively to strictly to the 53-man roster prediction, but... They're, the Broncos are not waiting till Tuesday morning to start their cuts because, <clears throat> of course, Tuesday is the deadline. They have released slash cut slash waived seven players tonight. We'll go through it. But of those seven who have already gotten the axe, Zach, was anyone a surprise to you? No. I mean, we're going to go over it. Uh, Schlotman was in there, friend of the show, Austin Schlotman. He was released, and I thought he might have been with Brett Jones still on the roster, but Brett Jones is now out for the season. Um, They have plenty of depth, and why I said that, and it's the same reason I think Schlopman got cut um, in this wave, is because they have players along the line, Chad, that can have position versatility. They can play multiple spots. They don't want to have one guy pigeonholed into one spot, so they don't need so many of the same types of players. I thought he might qualify, but not really. Kendall Hinton was cut, but that wasn't a surprise either, considering how deep the Broncos are. At wide receiver, I think he's a perfect practice squad candidate. And it's not every day, Chad, you see the Broncos cutting a Hall of Famer. And that's exactly what Kendall Hinton is. Uh, but no, first wave, seven cuts so far, whatever it is, seven, eight, nine. Uh, I think no surprises at all. Well, let's just get to it really quick. And yes, Dylan, thank you for the reminder, my friend. Guys, as you enter the room, especially if you're on YouTube or Facebook, be sure to give us a like. helps us out a lot. Uh, let's go through it real quick. Here's, if you're dying to know who the cuts are, let's go through this for you. Make sure you are up to speed, all right? Austin Schlopman, we'll see if he ends up back on the practice squad, but as I said to Zach before we went live, my suspicion is usually the first round of cuts on the final cuts are the player's the team is not planning on trying to re-sign because they wait till the last second to waive the ones that they are hoping they can keep because they want that waiver wire as flooded as possible so the guys can slip through the cracks. So if you're one of the first to go, it's usually not a good harbinger for your practice squad prospects. So it's Schlopman, the fullback Adam Prentice, the wideout Hinton, defensive tackle Isaiah Mack, undrafted rookie offensive tackle, Drew Himmelman, the undrafted rookie tight end, Sean Beyer, and the cornerback, Savion Smith. So we will continue to keep our eye on the newswire to see if anyone else gets uh, waived while we're live, Zach. But, you know, of all the guys, oh, looks like they're waving Curtis Robinson, the off-ball linebacker as well. And in this case, Zach, Cliss is saying the Broncos want to re-sign Robinson to the squad if he passes through waivers. Most of these guys will be practice squad guys. They're probably bringing back. I, I, maybe Savion Smith. 
Uh, I saw that Albert, I actually have the article today, the Broncos were getting phone calls, trade requests, or trade inquiries about their cornerbacks, and Savion Smith and Nate Hairston were on that list as well, along with uh, Bryce Callahan and Kyle Fuller. So whoever wanted Savion Smith, now is your chance to get him. He's on the open market. You don't have to give up a draft pick. Sean Beyer is a good developmental guy, and I think he would have made it, Chad, if not for the emergence of Eric Saubert, who really established himself this summer as the number three tight end behind Noah Fan and Albert O. But among these first cuts, it's where they're trimming the fat at their most deepest positions. It gets a little harder from here on out, but we pretty much know a rough draft of what the 53 is going to look like. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll try to sketch that out for you guys tonight. All right, if we if we get time, but there's we'll keep this up for right now. Here's who's been cut, and then Zach, let's grab some quick matters of business, and then we'll dive into the chat, see what's on everybody's mind. Starting with guys, let me let me get this pulled up. A quick update on where the 500k giveaway is. And by the way, we're at 45 percent still on our paid subscriptions. If you would like to become an official Mile High Huddle supporter on Facebook. It's five bucks a month, big blue button at the top of our Facebook page. Click that, sign up. You automatically get access to our premium VIP podcast shows, which come Saturdays and Sundays only. Uh, Appreciate those of you who have pulled the trigger. And Zach, we're at 85%. Last night we were at 82. So in a matter of 24 hours, we've already climbed up three more percentage points. We are at 426K of the total goal of 500K. When we reach 500, we are going to raffle off a Von Miller jersey, as well as the winner who gets drawn from that, the raffle winner. We'll also get a special little MHH memento to go along with it. And the only people that are in the running, the only people that are eligible for this particular raffle are those who contributed to the goal. And Facebook makes it easy on us. Whoa, whoa. Zach, Randy has catapulted. He has leapfrogged Zeus. This is a this is a shock. This is a surprise. Randy Jones now in first place. Kudos to you, Randy. The more stars someone has, the higher they are on the ranking, guys. The way it works, obviously, is the more tickets they're going to have in the hat. It's going to improve their odds of winning the drawing. Zeus is right there, number two. Andrew Lampy, number three. Howie Frickin' Day, number four. Michael Ronquillo at five. Travis Weber, six. Simon Weeby, seven. Gary Leeds Palmer at eight. Travis Tarbox at nine and Andrew Baker at 10. That's your top 10 for the running right now, gang. And here's who's just outside the top 10. But everyone, if you're on this list, you got plenty of tickets in the hat, but you can always improve those odds by helping us continue to contribute to that goal. So shout out to each and every one of you. Thank you very much. And we'll update it a couple times tonight for tonight's stream so you can see where where things lie. Uh, Zach, before we dive right back into the chat, real quick, very brief matters of business. Follow the show on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod and the main account at Mile High Huddle. Zach on Twitter at Kelberman NFL. Myself at Chad and Jensen. Check out the merch store, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on, get a hat, get a t shirt, little MHH something something to support the brand, support your team's colors, and really help us out there. Uh, also, kindly consider giving our Facebook page, the Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page, that is, a like and a follow. We are already over 3,000 followers over there. And it's only a couple of months old, but help us continue to grow that. We got some big plans for it when we reach scale. And then, guys, if you're not in a position to do those things, all good. Please just make sure that you are subscribed so you are updated every time we go live or upload a new episode. Like this video kindly if you're on YouTube, Facebook. Helps us out more than you guys know. 
It's a small thing you can do. 217 people right this second. It's only going to keep climbing, Zach, that are in the room. We're seven minutes into this live stream. What's preventing all 214 of you guys from giving this a quick like? Is that really any skin off your teeth? So help your football priests out. And then lastly, guys, if you think we're doing a good job, share this video out there. Help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. All right, Zach, let's grab Zambam's super chat here. Thank you, Sam, for that support, my brother. Very generous of you. He says, what's up, Broncos country? I just got back from Vegas for my fantasy draft weekend. Only lost half of what I took for gambling. Hey, came out maybe a little bit ahead then. I got Fant as my start because most people lose everything they take, right? Uh, I got Fant as my starting tight end, Judy as a backup, wideout, and Teddy as my backup Q. It's a two-quarterback league. Go Broncos. So this is the Sam Bam Broncos fantasy team, Zach. It's pretty good. I mean, as your backup, Judy, I, I like it. He's obviously a bench player until the quarterback situation is a little more dynamic. Uh, Teddy, as your backup, two-quarterback league, uh, obviously a low floor in fantasy. I would gamble on someone with a little higher floor, someone with a little more rushing upside. But Noah Finn, as your starting tight end, if he stays healthy, man, and Pat Shermer gets his head out of his you-know-where, I mean, you're talking about a Pro Bowl talent. So I like it, Sam. I used to have a personal like uh, a law I used to follow, I would never draft a player from a team. I, it was a team I liked. It's just a you know a superstitious type thing, but I hope it works out for you, Sam. I wish you a lot of luck this fantasy season. We've also got our resident male model here at MHH that rocks our swag with a plum. All right, it's Muhammad Badri. Hope the baby's doing well, little Malik. Give him a shout out. Give Mama Bear a shout out from us. Greetings to you as well, my friend, and thank you for the support as always, Mo. Thank you. By the way, we got Kenneth Booker checking in. MHH staff writer, former longtime MHH Super Chat superstar. He's checking in with us, but my dude is actually on vacation in Hawaii right now. If you if you guys are following him or connected with him on social media, you know this. So, KB, it's good to see you, buddy. Thanks for being with us tonight. Um, okay. Uh, good evening, Greg. I just want to say hi to a few people here. Dave, hope your, hope your son, hope your boy's doing okay. I won't say anything more than that, but, um, hope your boy's doing, don't worry about money, dude. Uh, much love to you as well. Hope your boy's doing okay. Um, <laughs> Sonny Zach wants to know, Hey, can we, can we as fans cut Vic Fangio? Fortunately not. On that topic, Zach, one thing that, uh, this morning I was, kind of sifting through the quotes that the Broncos sent us, the post-game quotes following the Rams game. And there was something Fangio said that jumped out to me that, frankly, I missed after watching the presser. Like, it just didn't resonate when I watched it the first time, and I somehow it stuck as I was reading it. And it's what he had to say specifically about special teams. And it was very much a shot across the bow of special teams coordinator Tom McMahon I'll read this thing here in a second, Zach, but do you think he was honestly trying to send a message to McMahon, or do you think it's one of those things where they're already in for a dime, so they're in for a dollar? What good does it do? You know, I'm really – I'm kind of maybe in that non-BS kind of mood tonight, but I'm not really buying anything from Fangio. I I look for actions. I don't look for words. 
I, I mean, it's the kind of the political climate of the whole country, Chad. You, you follow what a person does, not what a person says. And what Fangio's done is be complicit in Tom McMahon's futility, is be complicit in the special teams breakdowns of the Broncos by keeping McMahon around year after year after year. I don't want to hear that he's disappointed. And I love how he put the onus on the players. We have to have the right players. Oh, and oh by the way, the right coaching too. Well, Vic, I, I guarantee you this. If you had a different coordinator, those same players would be a lot better and he is so loyal in a sense to his own guys and he is so loyal to coaches over players it's the same lack of accountability that Fangio took up there on the podium game after game when he wouldn't point the finger at his own defense or at himself he would always try to pass the buck along so it's no surprise that he's supporting somebody else that does the exact same thing here is what he said all right real quick he said critiquing the third phase uh, in game three quote I didn't like the kickoff return early which the first field goal they scored on the big plays were the kickoff return it was a 40-yard return we got a face mask penalty and then they hit us uh, they hit us straight on us for a good chunk which was a good play on their part giving them the ball wherever it was that was too much then he said we've got to make it better we've got to find the players that we keep to cover kicks better and if not we need to find players who will be. Obviously, we need to do a good job of coaching it. Now, Zach, that last thing there, to me, is the most interesting, juicy component. And by the way, Michael, great to see you, buddy. Appreciate you being with us. Hope you're doing well. And hang tight, straight forward. We're going to grab you next, buddy. That was the most interesting uh, thing he said there was that final reference where he brings up the actual coaching. As I was writing up the article, I did some research on just, you know, because – we complain, right? We, we commiserate about the special teams in Denver basically post-Super Bowl 50 ever since Joe DiCamillas uh, left, right, with Gary Kubiak. I checked the rankings the last few years, though, since McMahon's been around as far as coverage units are concerned. Broncos aren't in the 10 worst. Pick the year they might barely be touching the 15 worst in terms of giving up the most punt and kick return yards. But they're not the worst. They're, they're like a tier two special teams team which might actually surprise some fans listening to us. Is that the best we can aim for, though? Can't we get a Tier 1? You know, a Tier 1 production? Can't we have better than just, oh, not the worst? I mean, if Vic Fangio wants games where they win ugly, if he wants defensive slugfest, well, he should want a good special teams that's going to put his defense in the right positions or at least non-precarious positions. So it, it kind of is a crossed message here. You don't like what you're seeing on specials, but you're keeping the guy around. That's the catalyst for the breakdowns. Until he fires McMahon or until he gets fired with McMahon, I don't see much changing. All right, real quick here, let's grab straight forward. Good to see you, buddy. Thank you. Another, this is the other uh, Hawaiian that I was trying to remember last night. Tip of my tongue, I couldn't quite grasp it. Straight forward, what's good, buddy? He says, aloha, fam. What's this rumor on Deshaun Watson? Zach, we spent a little bit of time on it last night, so let's not go too overboard, but just quick Cliff Notes version for those who might not have been in the stream last night. What's going on with Deshaun Watson? Uh, the cliff notes is that Charles Robinson reported that the Broncos, along with the Panthers and the Eagles, I believe, had, how did he phrase it, an element of trade consideration for Deshaun Watson, which pretty much seems like due diligence. It seems like they checked in and, and saw what his price tag was. Apparently, Houston wants three first-round picks and two second-round picks. And I wouldn't give that up for him if, it, if he did not have 22 open cases of sexual assault allegations that are being in, investigated by three different agencies. 
So Robinson confirmed the Broncos were loosely connected, and Robinson also reported that the Miami Dolphins are the front runner now to acquire Deshaun Watson. But what I heard earlier from Aaron Wilson, I believe, who covers Houston, what they're planning on doing the Texans is keeping Deshaun around for this season and making him inactive game after game after game. They're going to pay him the salary, keep him on the roster, but make him a weekly healthy scratch. And that is all on the NFL for not stepping in and either declining to put him on the exempt list or actually doing so. The Texans' hands are tied and they have no recourse now. So Deshaun is not going to play, I think, until 22. Big uh, shout out to Big Earn. Good to see you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Great to have you back. Travis Weber says, good evening, Chad and Zach. In Broncos country, no stars till Thursday. Hey, no no worries. Brother. Good. It's time to trim down to the 53 and see our team in action. Yes, indeed. That moment, uh, we're getting there, gang. It's It began tonight. Broncos have cut seven players. If you're just joining us, uh, we can rehash here in just a moment who those players are. Uh, but a quick shout-out real quick to tonight's stars. Andrew Lampy already with a four-digit star checking in at the very top. Michael, very close behind him. Travis Tarbox, Charlie Young. Thanks to each and every one of you. We will keep an eye out for any of your comments, questions in the chat. Uh, if you guys missed the very beginning of the show, here are the, I guess, eight now transactions the Broncos have made tonight. Waved. Offensive guard, Austin Schlopman, fullback, Adam Prentice, wideout, Kendall Hinton, defensive tackle, Isaiah Mack, offensive tackle, Drew Himmelman, tight end, Sean Beyer, cornerback, Savion Smith, and off-ball linebacker, Curtis Robinson. And that one did surprise me only a little bit because I know that he was, they had big plans for him on specials, which is, you know, I guess you're going to have to have Baron Browning and or, um, Justin Sternod helping out because I mean, a lot of these guys that you're going to see hitting the bricks, <clears throat> pardon me, out of the gates, Zach, these are the people that the Broncos right now, the players they have to rely on to cover punts, to all that stuff on, on specials. I'm muted. Apparently it's not working though. If uh, Fangio is not being, you know, he's not happy with the production. Those sp- same players aren't really working out too well. And I'm not keeping five inside linebackers on the 53, Chad. You have your two locked-in starters. Both of those guys, Johnson and Jewel, are in contract years. So if they don't stay healthy and they don't perform, that's purely on them. And then behind them, they have two young guys in Sternod and Baron Browning, who is starting to kind of move around a little better, starting to kind of get his bearings. And once that happens, he'll be a starter at some point besides someone. Uh, So I understand why the Broncos went light. I think they'll carry four on the 53. Travis Tarbox, good evening to you as well, my friend. He says, I'm ready for our Broncos to get back to winning again. Hey, guys, the stars are aligning for this team to at least get out to a good start this time. You know, Vic Fangio has yet to win a game in September as a head coach. This could be and should be the year that changes because you've got the Giants to open. You've got Jacksonville in week two. Granted, both are road games, but still East Coast as well. Then you got the Jets with a rookie quarterback as your home opener. So those three games, man, if you don't build up a little cushion, if you don't take care of business in those three games, I mean, Zach, I wouldn't be surprised if something hectic happened for old Vic uh, by the time you get to Baltimore. If you go 0-3, even 1-2, and well, 0-3. If you go 1-2, and hey, I think he'll survive you know, a little bit longer. But 0-3, if he fails to win in September again, man, especially with this schedule – Malachi, what up, dude? Thank you. Goes the Broncos should trade Bryce Callahan for the linebacker Devin Bush. Zach, 
I mean, if they didn't draft Devin Bush, why would they trade one of their premier players for him? They, they Again, they have two veteran guys they like. They have two young guys they liked, and both handpicked in Sternod and Baron Browning. Uh, Devin Bush has his own injury concerns as well. I liked him coming out of college. I liked Devin White a little more in that class, and Bush is a little more of a run stopper. The Broncos, last I checked, are fine there with Jewel and Johnson at inside linebacker. I don't want them to even trade Bryce Callahan. I don't want them to trade Kyle Fuller. I want them to keep this no-fly zone 2.0 secondary together, whatever we're calling it now, no-fly universe, and let that be a strength of the team. You never know if that can help them win a game or two, having those players on the roster, you know, except, for, you know, in, in favor of a draft pick. All right, here it is. Here's the new no-fly zone. You ready? No-fly sector. How's that? No-fly sector. Doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Yeah. Dave, thank you for the reminders to everybody. Please uh, give this video a like if you're on YouTube and Facebook, guys. It means a lot to us. Uh, Doug, what's good? Appreciate you being with us. And thank you for the super. He said, what's up, Chad and Zach? Week one, can't get here soon enough. Go Broncos. Playoffs are busts. All else fails. Bring uh, uh, All else fails. Bring us Brian Dable. Yeah, it's going to be something like that. The biggest thing that would disappoint me, Zach, is if uh, – the Broncos end up having a tough season again and Vic Fangio gets fired. And then George Payton goes out and hires a Vikings guy like a uh, Klein Kubiak or is it Clint? I forget what, I think it's Clint Kubiak actually. That's the uh, OC there now that replaced Stanowski after the old man stepped down or retired or whatever. I want to see one of these hot rising studs whose proof is in the veritable pudding. Yeah, I do too. And it's got to be an offensive guy. I, I don't want to see, um, another defensive guy, even if he's a young up-and-comer, they have to at least gamble on a guy whose preference and specialty is developing quarterbacks or scheming up plays on offense. They went against the green two times in a row with VJ and Vic. It hasn't worked out. Time for a new approach. Yeah, Ronnie, we're going to be here every single day, my dog. Mile High Huddle, we stream, we podcast seven nights a week. Seven nights a week. Plus, you got two morning shows. Plus, you got additional premium shows if you're a supporter on Facebook for Saturday and Sunday. And we're rolling out more shows for YouTube here in the not-too-distant future. So we're stoked to have you riding shotgun with us, Ronnie. So thanks for being with us, buddy. Albert, I'm sorry. I don't think we can call it that. Deshaun Watson's not here yet. So we'll have to we'll have to rebrand. Um, all right, guys. Oh, and also shout-out to our uh, Twitter following. What's up, Rick? Good to see you. Appreciate you. Uh, okay. Zach, should we do um, – sh- do you want to sketch out a 53-man roster prediction? I really, really do. We can make All it right. a 45-man a roster, you know? All right, let's 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 get to it. And uh, I'll actually, hold on real quick before I do that. Well, let us know in the comments, guys. Do you want to see us do it? Do you have interest in seeing us give our best predictions for the 53 based on what we know as of this minute? Let us know in the comments. Wow, I just don't, Casey. I just don't want Casey waiting too long with that uh, that much generosity. So. Thank you. Thank you, Casey. Very generous of you. Not the first time that you have shown us no. love of this magnitude. So just know that we do appreciate you, brother. Thank you. He says, the talent on this team is insane. Let's say Denver gets to the playoffs and is one and done. Is Vic still out? I would think so. No. You don't stick with Vic this long only to have him finally get you to the playoffs. It's one and done, and then you fire him. I mean, I'd be stunned, Zach, unless there's basically just some – unspoken agreement that Vic is ignorant of between George Payton, John Elway, and, and Joe Ellis that is, hey, regardless of what may come, 
you know, Robin Williams, what dreams may come in 2021. Vic's getting the ax after this season. I doubt that. So if they make the playoffs, Vic, I believe, Zach, is safe. But under any circumstance, honestly, if they don't make the playoffs, they could even finish with one of those, you know, rare 11 and 6 records. I mean, you know, in the old days, you'd say 11 and 5 or, you know, 10 and 6 or whatever. They could, they could win 10 or 11 games, miss the playoffs. I still think Vic doesn't, wouldn't survive that. I think one way or the other, if they win 10 games, Vic is safe. And if they go back to the playoffs, I mean, the coach that took them back there after Peyton Manning, they've been clawing and scratching and begging to get back to relevancy. Even George Payton said it uh, during the game uh, this past weekend that they want to be relevant again. They have to get out to a hot start. They have to just win. So if Vic Fangio gets him there by hook or by crook, whether it's 9-8, and 10-7, and 12-5, 13-4, if they go back to the tournament, I think he is safe for another year. And I'm going to double down on that, Chad. They would have a second-year general manager. He had a year in the system already. If, if that pairing with Vic yields a playoff berth in year one, don't be surprised if they extend Fangio, in fact. Straightforward again. Thanks, buddy. He says, our team looks good. We are deep at all positions. We are pretty deep, man. There's, uh, you know, and that's one of the things that makes you go, now, wait a minute. Why are the special teams struggling? Because one of the true excuses that you could give Tom McMahon over the last few years was the roster depth has been so sketchy. And those are the people out there chasing down kicks and punts. You, you can at least kind of go, all right, well, you know, a uh, craftsman is only as good as his tools or whatever. But this time around, this team has some depth. So, Let's um, and yeah, we understand Charlie. No faith in the coaching staff. Uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. We're trying to maintain optimism here. Keep, uh, Eddie, good to see you, buddy. So ready for the season. He says, "Let's go Broncos." All right, Zach, who makes this roster at quarterback? Go, Bridgewater and Lock. I'm leaving Brett Ripon off of it. You don't need three quarterbacks in this league. We have to hope and pray Teddy and Lock both stay healthy. Agreed. I don't think there's. <clears throat> With with how much depth is truly out there uh, right now for the Broncos on this roster, I don't think it's worth keeping Brett around just because you're worried someone might claim him. When you could, in all likelihood, cut him and then keep him on ice on the practice squad because no one will claim him, I think, uh, and keep that extra lineman, that extra corner, that extra safety. I mean, you did draft two safeties this year. And then you had a guy kind of come out of nowhere and PJ Locke that's playing well for you. What are you going to do there? Uh, so I concur. How about running back? Who makes the cut? Uh, three obviously come to mind right away. You have Gordon, you have Pookie. By the way, that's his nickname, guys. I know mean, we got some blowback yesterday on that. And Royce, it depends on Mike Boone, though. It sounds like he's not going to go on PUP or short term IR. So I'm going to put Boone on the final roster. Do they keep four, though? You know, do they keep Andrew Beck as the fullback? You know, backup tight end. I don't know about that. They might need a. Uh, oh, that is the fourth for uh, Royce. Okay. I think I'm until stupid. Boone. I, I think until Boone uh, gets healthy, Royce Freeman stays on the team for sure. Once Boone is healthy, all bets are off for Royce. Depending on how things are going elsewhere. So we got two at quarterback. We got four at running back. What do you got at wide receiver? Obviously, you, I'm going to take Jerry, I'm going to take Cortland, I'm going to take KJ, I'm going to take Tim Patrick, I'm going to take Trinity Benson, who earned his spot for sure. And, you know, they're going to keep six more than likely. I see in the comments, Chad, they actually cut Seth Williams. It's a little bit of a surprise they would cut a draft pick, but they're so deep here. 
you know, it comes down to Tyree Cleveland versus um, Deontay Spencer, I guess. And I'm going to just say this is not what I want. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I think the Broncos coaching staff loves Deontay, and they'll carry him for his one purpose, which is punt returns. I concur. I, I still don't quite understand it, but they got a thing for Deontay. And I think one of the things that really helps Deontay is the fact that he's very well-liked in the locker room. Um you know, he's just a guy everyone loves. I mean, you see him anytime there's like a media moment or anytime there's like cameras up close or someone does something well, a nice play. He's one of the first guys there giving props. He's always like, you know, he's just a, I think, an infectious personality that the coaches appreciate that positivity and that juice. Hasn't done anything as a returner up to this point in the summer anyway to lose that job, although Trinity Benson has definitely outshined him as an actual wide receiver. All right, tight end. Well, do we keep seven though? That's that's the secret. You know, that's the question here. Sutton, we- Judy, Pat, Sutton, Judy, Patrick, Hamler, Benson. Are, are they going to so. keep? Are they going to keep seven? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think what so do either. Think? I don't think so either. But we're getting some comments. You know, Charlie Beagle saying just six. I think yeah. And you have the running backs that can catch passes. You have a deep tight end room. I don't think they need, really need more than six receivers. But if they had a seventh, I think it would be Tyree. Tight end. I think they're keeping three. I don't really – I mean, do you see the need for four? Obviously, we have Fan, Alberto, and Saubert, who locked up a job. Can you spell that on one take? Got it. I'm impressed. Um, Yeah, those – well, here's the thing. Austin Fort showed right. a little juice, but I don't think it'll be enough to, to stick. Um, you'll keep one of those guys on the practice squad. It'll probably be Austin Fort, but that's a pretty uh, formidable tight end trio. Zach, I mean, no fan, sure. Alberto, they bring you that explosive, um, you know, receiving ability, playmaking ability. Sobert has proven to be no slouch in that department either, but Sobert can actually set the edge. Ah, uh, Fork got cut, apparently. This is the problem with, you know, we, we were planning on doing this before the cuts came out, before Austin Fork got cut. But do you keep four, though, Chad? Maybe Andrew Beck or somebody else, because Noah Fant's been dinged up, Alberto's coming off a season-ending injury, do they want a little more depth at that position? They might keep mm. four there. Yeah, they also cut uh, the newly signed emergency running back, Stevie Scott the third. So uh, we've got, what is the that legend. now then? Ten? Is that ten? Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So that's 11 cuts plus Seth Williams. So that's 12 cuts. That's 12 cuts. They need 27. Um, all right, back to, and then so we can get back to the chat ASAP. Who you got? Let me, let me start sketching this out, and then you add anything, okay? Yeah. Garrett Bowles. Left to right. Uh, Dalton, Dalton. Lloyd. Uh, Graham. Massey. Bobby Massey. Alvin. Miners. And then what about Natani? Mootsy. And you know what? I'm going to say Quinn Bailey. You have to have maybe two backup tackles. I don't think you're trusting Bobby Massey too much, and I'll take Quinn Bailey any day over Cam Fleming. How many players is that? So that's five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think nine. I think think they keep ten. I'm I'm with you on that. So let me update the math on that real quick. We can go back, by the way, at the end. If we're like at 52 or 51, we can put a player where we think they'll go heavy like tight end. All right, let me uh, really quickly here – I want to keep an eye on that on that chat. Make sure we're not missing anybody, and then we'll dive right back in here. Sam Bam says, uh, and thank you, buddy. He goes, Broncos defense, new nickname, 
a good defense. It works. Yeah. I know. I'm not creative. No, definitely not very creative, my dog. Uh, but you know what? Fangio's defense last year, I give him a little bit of a pass just because of that injury bug. 2019, definitely not as good as you expected, but you lost Bradley Chubb four weeks into the season. Uh, wow. Last year, you didn't have Vaughn amongst many other key guys. I mean, most of the injuries the Broncos suffered last year was on defense. Except, you know, you just pull Sutton out of that and Drew's, you know, two games that, that he missed. Um, all right. Tyree Cleveland's gone. Okay, so we were right on that. There's Deontay's spot locked up. All right, defensive line, I'm going to start sketching it yep. out again. All right. Draymond, Deshaun, uh, Ajim. You think Desha- I think Deshaun kept his job. I think so, too. Uh, so that's five. Two, three, four, um, five. I'm going to say uh, Jamar Steven, dude. I would not have guessed this because I thought he was going to be fodder for camp. But he actually played really well in the preseason. I'm with you. All right, so that's six. That's it. I don't think they carry more than that. All right, we'll see how we'll see if uh, what happens with their seventh round rookie, Marquise. Uh, what's his last name? Spencer. Thank you. Rush linebacker. Spencer. All right, so that's six. So let me sketch that out real quick here. Do the math. I think four and four for inside and outside linebacker. All right, so Vaughn, Bradley Chubb, Malik and Cooper, Malik Reed, Jonathan Cooper. I agree. I agree. And then, of course, you got uh, AJ AJ Johnson. You got Josie Jewell. You've got Justin Sternod. And Baron. And Baron Browning. All right, so there's four. All right, corner. This this will start getting a little bit interesting. I'll I'll get started, but here we go. Kendall. uh, Kyle Fuller. Kyle, thank you. I almost said Kendall (laughs) His brother. Uh, <laughs> Ronald Darby, Bryce Callahan, so long as he's not traded first. Pat. All right. Pat Sertan. Uh, they keeping Michael O? I was going to say, I don't know what they're doing with him. They might put him on PUP. It sounds like it's a multi-week injury. Um, it might be where Nate Hairston makes the team initially. I'm just going to put him on here for a second. Okay? And saying Nasty, I think, goes on PUP as well. Well, he's yeah, he's already on the pup, and they're okay. they're not pulling him off. Um, same with Duke Dawson. That's why you haven't seen Duke either. So guys who are making it tomorrow past the deadline. For now, I'm just going to. Th- I think OJ Mudia. We haven't really disagreed on anything here yet, but I think there's one more that they're going to hold on to. Mom. They could end up going a little heavy at corner too because of OJ Mudia. Oh, Vincent. Duh. Thank you, Austin. I'm not going to even take credit for that. That was Austin Ryder in the comments. I totally space carry Vincent. Thank you. So let's say six for now, but I might yeah. amend that to seven. Let's see. Depend, how it, depending on Michael Lowe. Yeah. Justin Simmons. They go four here. Kareem Jackson. We're going to debate the last one, though. I mean, you think PJ Locke and I think Jamar, but I could see it being uh, PJ at first. Let's just go. Let's just go. Oops. PJ slash yep. <laughs> Jamar. <laughs> but we'll amend the number to four here. And then, of course, specialists. Three. Yeah. All right. What's that punter? Sam Martin. Sam Martin. And then uh, Jacob Boban Moyer. All right. Let's do our math real quick here. All right. Seven, 13, 17, 21, 27, 
36, 39, uh, 45, 45, 49. We are at. We're too short. Okay. So, so that let's throw a tight end. Well, so, well, Fort's gone. So who else are you going to keep? Beck. Fullback versatility. I mean, that would surprise me, but maybe, maybe, maybe the fourth guy is not on the roster yet. You know, we'll just put a name in there. We'll say they're keeping four, but obviously we can't predict the future. I think where they go heavy is either is that corner or safety from here. In fact, before they go tight end heavy, I think they go corner or safety heavy, but I'll roll with you on on that. I love to keep Locke and and Jamar Johnson, but I I think they might go heavy at um, outside linebacker as well. You have Vaughn coming off an injury. Chubb is, you know, he had surgery. Cooper's coming off that heart issue. I don't know. They're going to go heavy in one of these spots, but we need two more players. I think defensive line, they're set there. Um, Well, we got got, uh, your tight end, Beck's on the roster. He can be your fullback. So we're at 52. I'm with you. It's either another safety or another receiver. I wouldn't carry another receiver. I don't think it'll be another receiver, dude. Because who are they going to keep? You you already cut Cleveland. You already cut Williams. Huh. I think we got our answer. Maybe maybe Andre Mintz is a good good shout at outside linebacker. Maybe, but he's a guy you could put on the practice squad. You know. Yep. He I had a he, he had a good Rangers. game one, and then he got the concussion. Came back. Didn't really pop. I think you could sneak him on the squad. I think they go heavy at corner. Or safety, because do you want to risk one of your draft picks to the wire? I don't. Right? I wouldn't want to risk. So it's probably. I, I say for now, let's just go safety, and All there's right. our fifty-three man roster. Sounds good. That's our prediction. All right, guys, let's get back to. Uh, let's get back to the chat. What do y'all think? All right, what do y'all think? That was I, us sketching this this stuff out in real time. Someone said Derek Tuska. I think Tuska's getting cut. Gonzo. He I don't think he's making it. Uh, Goofy says, how did the NFL let Jonathan Cooper fall to the seventh round? Health concerns, I get it, but the dude's a straight-up stud. It's it's not just health concerns, my dog. Heart. I mean, that's a showstopper for anything. I mean, especially, you know, Ferrari-type athlete bodies, man. I mean, nobody's going to go invest heavy in a Ferrari for your, whatever. Pick your, your high-dollar racing car if it's got engine issues you might still think hey we got the right mechanic we'll take care of it so we might know something you don't we're gonna go a little heavy on it that's what the broncos are doing they felt like we know something here so we're gonna take a chance and so far zach they've been uh they've been proven to be right i mean it's not a a college lack of experience or a program thing i mean he's from ohio state and that's same place baron browning's from so obviously they, they really value uh, players that have pro-style experience. The entire reason he fell that far, sometimes it happens. I mean, it happened to Jake Butt with the ACL right before he was in the draft. He went from a second-round talent to a fifth-round. Same the with Mucci. Exactly. The only reason is the heart. And like Chad said, that's worse than an ACL. Or that's worse than, you know, a concussion. That's a heart. That can end your life. So, you know, God willing, he'll stay healthy now. Shout out to the stars for tonight. Really appreciate you guys. Andrew Lampy, man, leapfrogging all the way, 3,500 stars. Michael, 1,500. I think that's the single most I've seen Michael throw down, Zach. So thank you, Michael. Thank you. Travis Tarbox in the four digits. Claude Riley checking in. Good to see you, Claude, with the, in the four digits. Charlie Young, what's good? Brad Murdoch, what's good? Matthew Martinez, much love to you guys. And Zach, help me, uh, help me keep an eye out for any of their comments or questions in the chat. 
we keep telling StreamYard, hey, you've got to figure out how to make it easier for your streamers, for your content creators to see the stars comments in the chat. They make it easy on us for YouTube. When the super chat pops up, it, it's colored so you don't miss it, right? It's bright neon color type deal. They need to do that for stars. Um, okay, I'm going to scroll back up here. What do you guys think is uh, here's here's Brad Murdoch real quick. Let me grab this. <laughs> Michaela, Michaela, <laughs> Michaela, get off the ledge. We have a Ferrari with a Kia Ria engine. It'll be okay, Michaela. I promise you. The dark side of Michaela is is not a. <laughs> it's it's foreign territory for us on this podcast. But that's why we're here. We're here to we're here to keep you uh, with the stiff upper lip. So. Just get hey at the very least look at it like this, Michaela. You're you're ride or die until the 26th. Then you come see us on the 26th and decide. All right, by then you'll have had two games with which to kind of analyze and get a feel for hey all these decisions these coaches have made, Teddy over Drew, and some of the other roster decisions. How has it come out in the wash? And then uh, we'll be there to to help you make some heads or tails out of it. Uh, Mark says. This is a personal friend of mine, longtime MHH supporter as well, fellow punk rocker, by the way. They should cut Deontay Spencer. I don't see why you keep a kick returner. I don't either, man. We Zach and I, we scratch our heads on that, but I'm telling you right now, the coaches and the players, they just love Deontay Spencer. There, there have been many a likable player on a team that's been cut because they don't perform well and they just they need the help elsewhere. I just would prefer Trinity Spe- Trinity Benson at that spot. He can play receiver and punt returner, or KJ Hamler who can play receiver or punt returner. Keeping one guy for one job and that one job is not his primary job, which is to catch passes, is asinine to me personally. All right, here we have Matthew. Appreciate the stars, Matthew. Does Denver get the win in Week One? And can Denver make the playoffs with the current offensive coordinator? I like the potential roster. Seems like it's been a while since making cuts was a tough decision. Almost don't want to see anyone go. Yeah, I feel you on that. You know, coaches dread this day, specifically head coaches. But, Zach, you know who's got the worst job on on today and and tomorrow? The Turk. Uh, The guy that has to actually go summon them to the yeah. to the head coaches or GM's office. It's different for every team. Sometimes it's the GM that tells them what's up. Sometimes it's the coach. Uh, and then also, Zach, gather your stuff. I'll escort you out the building, right? I mean, yeah. anyone who's watched Hard Knocks, that's what they do. And it didn't used to be that way. Anyone who's uh, been following along in Broncos Book Club with yours truly, when the Broncos fired Dan Reeves as the head coach, for example, he took his time cleaning out his office. I mean, he was there many, many days until he finally said sayonara and left. Awkward, right? But I think the NFL does it the right way now. They do it a li- with a little bit of tact. Like if it's TJ Ward you're cutting, less than two years removed from helping you hoist the Lombardi trophy, you're not exactly rushing him out the door. But at the same time, he if you cut him, he's running out the door. You know, up yours basically. I'm always going to wonder about that one. I, I think that they cut him one year too early. And I know that, you know, when he, where'd he sign? Tampa? Tampa. Then he got arrested. <laughs> well, but didn't the arrest come in Denver before he was cut? I thought he was arrested in Tampa after his first season with the Bucks. Maybe you're right. I might right. be wrong. You're, you're better remembering that kind of stuff than I am. But either way, I think if, if TJ stays in Denver uh, that year, he might not have been that dominant TJ from 
uh, 15 and 16, but I still think you get a, uh, much better performance than you did having to roll with Darian Stewart and a Ugh. still learning and growing Justin Simmons. God, one time too, their safeties were TJ Ward and Darian Stewart. Both were terrible in pass coverage toward the end of their Broncos 10 years, Chad. And it was just brutal watching them. Thank God for, for Simmons. Thank God for him. Um, us, Dave says, who was the last team to have 2000 yard rushers? It's <clears throat> a good question. I'm not sure. I know the closest the Broncos ever came was in 05. Mike Anderson got over 1,000, and Tatum Bell came like you know 40 yards shy. But I don't know, buddy. That's a good question. Someone I like, with. I feel like Cleveland came kind of close with Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt. I know they probably didn't crack 1,000 each, but that was pretty good. pretty good rushing attack. Hey, props to Robot of Doom. He said, I want to spread some good news today. I just hit 64 followers on Twitch, 36 away from a hundo. Congrats, bro. Congrats. That's no mean feat. Twitch is uh, – you know, you talk about Teddy's quote with, hey, you throw me in the jungle, I'm going to come out wearing a fur coat. Man, Twitch is a jungle, dude. It's it's difficult to catch on there. So props to you, Robot of Doom. Don't go to sleep on it. Don't go to sleep. <laughs> uh, Lampy, what's up, bro? Thank you for the stars. Why are we not signing the Rams backup punter? Dude put on a show Saturday. I'll I tell you this. why. I'm oh, sorry. You got, you got some dollars, Zach, sunk into one Sam Martin. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna talk about this from a Ram Rams perspective because the latest rumor now is linking Johnny Hecker, who's the starter, the veteran. He's the sports richest punter, a four-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro. He might get cut and join Dallas. So I did some research, and they have a guy, uh, Corey. Hang on one second, I have it right here. Uh, Corey Bajorquez? I I really messed up his name pretty badly, but he's a former Bills punter, and he's younger, cheaper, and has the eye right now of Sean McVay. So Hecker might get cut. He might get traded to a rare punter trade, but if that happens, I wouldn't look at the Broncos as a destination. I would look at Dallas as the destination. John Foster. Do you have access to – oh, never mind. Here she is right here. She's saying, hey, come on now. Relax. I'm just messing around. Michaela, the Duchess, love you. Mucho love, right back at you. And uh, Chin up. Chin no yeah. upo. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, all right. We are at 45 minutes. Um, we got to keep tonight pretty, pretty on the nose as far as time because we got some work to do as soon as this stream is over, getting some news up on who's been, who's been cut. Ron Dub. Another OG superstar always brings the good questions and comments. He says, hey, guys, long time. In your opinion, which 2021 Broncos draft pick has the highest ceiling? Looking forward to the meet and greet next month. Dope. We are stoked you're going to be there, Ron. It's going to be cool to meet you in person, my friend. Um, I mean, Sertan. it's Pat Sertan. Yeah. You know, I might have I vacillated on that before the preseason a little bit. I might have said, oh, maybe it's Javante. Nah, dude. Maybe it's Caden Stearns. Nah, dude. It's freaking Patrick Sert- When Champ Bailey exactly. is saying, nah, people keep saying, well, hey, he reminds me of Champ. And I th- look at, watch his film. I go, you know what? He reminds me of me too. Akeem Talib today, talking to the Denver Broncos team site, talking about how great Sertan's going to be. It's Sertan. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, Javante Williams, his NFL comp was like a, you know, a starting running back in the NFL. When your comp is Champ Bailey, when your comp is a Hall of Famer, yeah, he has the highest ceiling. But the good thing is a lot of these draft picks, Chad, they there are uh, high ceilings and, and maybe not as high of floors. Look at Quinn Miners. 
you know, Wisconsin, Whitewater, I mean, he needs at least a year probably in NFL system, but major upside there. Javante, future starter. Baron Browning, future starter. Kerry Vincent, look like he can be something at cornerback. But again, when your ceiling is Champ Bailey and that's your comp, far and away, that's the answer. Oh, my goodness, Zach. We have a heavyweight throwdown taking place on uh, on Facebook. By the way, Charlie, we have a Ferrari being driven by Mr. Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That one got me. Thanks. Hey, thanks for the giggles, buddy. Um, Zach, we have a heavyweight throwdown taking place on Facebook right now between Randy and Zeus McPeak for number one supremacy, both checking in with 5,000 stars tonight. You guys, look, blew my hair completely off my head. Gonzo. Good thing I was kind of like pointed downward with my face or else the beard would be gone too. Love you guys. Andrew Lampy, Michael Travis, Claude Mason, Gary, Charlie, Brad. Um, I see more, but I have to navigate to another another page. Thank you, guys. Love you. We'll update everybody here in a minute, but much love. Let me let me pull that up real quick and see see who I missed. Matthew Martinez, too. Yeah, Matthew Martinez. All right, guys. Um, any other burning topics? Oh, Travis wants to know, have you guys heard that Andrew Luck was thinking of coming back to the league? Heard he was working out in Colorado. Zach, you are much better at uh, your ear to the floor, talking to sources, staying on top of all the social media buzz than I am. What have you heard on this? I have not heard that. I can tell you that much. That's news to me. I have not heard he's either inter- – I-, I have I have serious reservations that he wants to come back to the NFL. I think that was a guy who was done. It wasn't a ploy. It wasn't for a look at me. It wasn't for some marketing scheme. I think Luck wanted to walk away, and I think he's happy in his post-NFL life. As the publisher of Horseshoe Huddle for Sports Illustrated, I can tell you that uh, I know for a fact the Colts reached out to him after Wentz went down. And um, just to feel him out, any interest whatsoever returning to the team, because they own his rights. No interest. Now, maybe he's just not interested in playing for the Colts. Uh, Doubt that, though. I mean, Colts treated him pretty well. I know he got banged up and hurt, but as far as, like, giving him a chance to compete – um, paying him, which they did. I mean, I don't think he has any beef with the with the franchise. Randy, love you, buddy. Um, Can we Zach talk Ma- about real quick how cursed Carson Wentz is? Just real quick, Chad. Yeah. He had the injury, and now he's on the CV list. I mean, he's talking about a guy who went from, like, the penthouse to the outhouse. Super Bowl and the next franchise quarterback in Philly, and now he's just can't catch a break. Sucks number, number two overall pick after playing Division Two. Then, uh, yeah, the Super Bowl. MVP candidate gets hurt, then Super Bowl gets paid, and then everything else. Right? It's like he really has. It's been a roller coaster for for my dude. Um, but for the sake of the Colts, I mean, hopefully he gets back sooner than later. Mason, yeah. hey guys, what is something you want to see Week One versus the Giants? For me, it's to see how well we can contain the run on defense, and then on offense, I want us to establish the run with Pookie and Gordon so we can utilize the play action. I hope they utilize the play action. I have my doubts with, with Teddy. I mean, they're going to run it, but, you know, it's more about the middle of the field, you know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But what I want to see week one, I'll tell you what I want to see. I want to see Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb absolutely harass the living, you know what, out of Daniel Jones. I want them to, to show the world, hey, Y'all got a, a little bit of a sneak peek preview when we were together for a full 16 in 2018. 
Since then, it's just been hints. It's been little, like, you know, teases. But now we're back together, Batman and Robin, here to crush any and all freaking villains. I want to see that defensively. Offensively, I want to see Teddy score some points. Simple as that. I want to see the Broncos put up somewhere between 23 and 30 points. I want to see one thing and one thing only. And I agree with you. I just want to see a W, baby. Just beat the Giants. And, Chad, I want to say real quick, we got a question about this earlier. You know, what do you guys think about week one? Can the Broncos win? This is not a gimme game. None of the games are, including Jacksonville and the Jets game that we'll be at. But the Giants, they finished last year with a kind of an underratedly solid defense. They can maybe hold the Broncos offense relatively in check, especially, you know, starting out the first game with Teddy as the quarterback. And then if Daniel Jones, that's the key there. I mean, he doesn't really scare me too much, but they've been prone to break down against worse quarterbacks like Sam Darnold last year where he inexplicably took off for, what, an 80-yard touchdown. Daniel Jones can run. He might not stay on his feet, but he can run. And if they lose sight of that, if they play down to the Giants' level, it might not be such a cakewalk. That's the perfect word for for Sam Darnold's. It was actually like a 40-some-odd-yard touchdown romp. Seemed like 100 yards. Inexplicable. You cannot explain it. It does not add up. The arithmetic does not make sense. There are no words to describe Justin Simmons getting juked out of his freaking cleats by Sam Darnold. There is no, there are no words to describe Kareem Jackson taking a "Hey, it's a pickup game with my kids" flag football angle to the ball carrier. Business decision. It's all it Zeus, love you. Love you, uh, Nathan. Appreciate you, buddy. Connect on Twitter. I looked for you last night to give you a shout out with uh, all the other superstars from last night's stream. Couldn't find you on Twitter, so if you're connected uh, with, if you're following us, make sure you do one of these in the mentions. Let us know who you are, because oftentimes, guys, remember your handles on YouTube. Probably fifty percent of the time when we connect with people, Zach, are completely different on Twitter. So you got to like beat us over the head that it's who you are. He says uh, for Denver to make the playoffs, which AFC playoff team from last year would have to miss out this season? I don't know. I mean, it's one of the wild cards, so. Um, well, the Texans won it last year, didn't the? No, uh, no, Tennessee won it last year. Texans were one of the worst. It was the that's pri- right, that's prior right, the Houston before that. That's right. Um, Tennessee. The Colts, got, the Colts got the wild card. I can't remember. Yes, it was Tennessee and the Colts. Yeah, or Tennessee won. Colts got a, a wild card, and who was the other wild card? Baltimore and Pittsburgh Cleveland? were both in the dance, weren't they? I think Pittsburgh won the division, but they were bounced in the. So it was one of those two teams. So it's one of those four teams. I'm going to say Colts. Yeah, I'll say Colts too, actually, now that you say that. So we'll see. I mean, quarterback purgatory, even worse than Denver, right? They don't even have like a – yeah, I definitely am not into the pop punk. I'm not into like Blink-182 and all that. It's melodic punk, but it's more like uh, Bad Religion, stuff like that, Pennywise. That's my jam, more than pop punk. Dropkick Murphys, if I'm in the right mood, I've got an adult beverage in me, uh, etc. But Bad Religion is my my favorite band of all time. Liquid Uh, Optimism. There you go. Um, All right, let me see here. We got to get going, gang. We got to cut this one a little bit, just a little bit short. But before we do bounce, let me make sure we're not leaving any. Oh, Naj in the house. Okay, guys, last one. Then we got to we got to go. Naj, love you, dude. Legend. 
legendary superstar. He says, hey, brothers, Gordon looked great on Saturday. Agreed. I got a feeling he's going to have a phenomenal season. Really, my only concern is if Shermer will put the playmakers in position to succeed. That's not my only concern, but it is one of my concerns too. Thoughts? Zach, give, uh, give my dude an answer. Um, Naj, I, I mostly agree with you. I thought Gordon looked really fresh and well-rested, and why shouldn't he? He's got no preseason work, and he's letting Javante take the beating so far. But, you know, if they can stay healthy and in tandem, I'm not going to say both 1,000-yard running backs, but they can come, you know, 1,800 yards, 1,700 yards. It's going to be the glue that holds the offense together if they're successful. The ground game, setting up the play action, it's going to help Teddy Bridgewater out. But to echo what you're kind of saying there, Naj, and this, I truly, genuinely mean this, I am infinitely more worried about the Broncos coaching than I am Teddy Bridgewater, Melvin Gordon, or any other player. That's going to be the thing for me that takes them from a 9-18 and potentially to maybe an 11-16. and Well said. Well said. All right, guys, we got to get out of here. All right, we got some work to do at milehighhuddle.com. Look for some articles coming out here tonight within the next 30 minutes as, as, us, as we're signing off. We're off tomorrow night, of course, building the Broncos, and then we'll be back Wednesday night to make heads or tails of what this official 53-man roster really looks like. Can't wait to see you all then and there. Zach, if you wouldn't mind going through our final matters of business, I'm going to pull up for the very end um, the final update for tonight's stream on Stars. Yes, sir. Chad, have a great rest of your night, my friend. Have a great rest of your night, everyone out there. Thank you for tuning in with us. This was the Huddle Up Podcast, and you can follow the Huddle Up Pod on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main Mothership account at Mile High Huddle for all your Broncos news, analysis, rumors, transactions, video breakdowns, and so much more. Also, check out HuddleUpPod.com and get your swag on. Get yourself a hat, football priest hat, dad hat, gator hoodie everything and anything is in that store we encourage you to check it out also facebook.com slash mile high huddle become a supporter big blue button three vip shows right now kelberman's corner broncos book club trickle zone more on the way we appreciate everyone tuning into that and being so supportive as you always are with those shows also facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod like that page and follow that page but as always if you can't do any of those things we ask you these three things that take a few seconds to help us grow exponentially and reach more Broncos fans just like you that is subscribe like and share this video and every single freaking video you see on the MHH channel again guys it helps us grow and it helps us out more than we can tell you and we thank each and every one of you for your help with that we got Seth Harmon jumping in with the uh, acid hippo with the super sticker we almost missed it I want to make sure we didn't miss oh Dale bro we almost missed Dale golly Dale, love you, bro. OG superstar. Been with us quite a while now. Love Dale. He says, uh, real season next. Got to admit, I'm not as optimistic as I was, not because of Teddy, but that Fangio went conservative, especially if Teddy and Drew were close. Feels like settling, playing not to lose. Zach, he is um, articulating a lot, I think, for many, many Broncos fans. That was basically how we felt. Again, I think, Teddy, hey, you raised the floor of this team. That's good. But did you swing for the fences? No. And you could have always reverted back to the floor. You know, it's like, hey, you got three swings before you're struck out, right? So, you know, I'm going to swing on the first one, try and hit for the freaking rafters, swing on the second one, because I know I can always hold back on that third one. They chose not to do that. They chose to err on the side of uh, caution. So, Dale, we completely understand why some of your excitement might be uh, wet blanketed. 
Yeah, they weren't swinging for the fences. They were swinging for a ground rule double because that's what Teddy Bridgewater really is. He has a fairly high ceiling. I don't know how high, I mean, a floor. I don't know how high he could be if he's on his fifth team now. He just got replaced for Sam Darnold in Carolina, but he should keep the Broncos afloat. But this is who Vic Fangio has shown himself to be conservative. He, he coaches not to lose. He picks his quarterbacks not to lose. He wants to win games ugly. He wants to let his defense um, win the game and be the hero and the quarterback not turn the ball over. The safe guy, the steady guy. And when your nickname is Steady Teddy Chad, that appeals to Vic Fangio. Max Power. We almost forgot Max too, or missed, I should say, not forgot. Um, very active chat. He got in early from across the pond. Thank you, Max. He says, Saying that Teddy isn't going to throw to KJ when Robbie Anderson had 1,100 yards last year is funny. This is incorrect, and- by the way, what you're saying there, Max. I, I didn't say that. I said, why weren't plays like what KJ had against Minnesota a factor? Why was no deep shot called? Why wasn't Trinity Benson running down the field? That's what I'm trying to say there. And I'm also trying to express my concern. You have a player like KJ Hamler that you invested a second round pick in and you're throwing less than two deep shots per game. That doesn't appeal to his skill set. So that's what I'm worried about, Max. I appreciate your trolling each and every show. (laughs) Andrew Lampy finishing off tonight in foist place for tonight's stream with some serious stars flexing. Thank you, Andrew. Randy, Zeus, Right there as well, Michael, thank you, Travis, Claude, Mason, Gary, Charlie, Melvin, Brad, Matthew, each and every one of you, thank you, love you. We will update on Wednesday night. Well, there will be an update for Building the Broncos too, where things stand on the 500K giveaway, but uh, we'll give you another update on Wednesday night. And with that, Zach, we got to bounce. So love you guys. See you then. Go Broncos.